0: And let's jump right into it with the slap heard around the world.
1: <laughs> oh so much
0: so that it stopped news on COVID and Ukraine for <laughs> uh, at least a couple of days and was the main focus of everybody in America and then some.
1: I'm ashamed that like everyone's going to be tired of everyone who's covered this.
0: Yeah, I'm ashamed we're covering it, but it's, it's <laughs> worth a couple minutes. Um, Jordan, your reaction?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like... Unless you live under a rock, you know what happens. Chris Rock made a joke about Jada's head because she'd be the next GI Jane, which, by the way, GI Jane is incredibly hot, apparently. So not a horrible joke. But have I you mean,
0: ever have you ever looked up GI Jane?
1: I I think I've heard that she's hot. Like I think it was Demi Moore, right? And I think Demi Moore yes. when she was younger was a lot prettier. Um, she's had so much plastic surgery done at this point um, that I don't think she looks good. Oh yeah, she doesn't look bad at all not not like listen do i think that every woman that like shaves their head it's a really hard look to pull off it's a really difficult look to pull off but she definitely doesn't look horrible like i'm actually kind of surprised she looks pretty good
0: no no she look, she does look good yeah it no
1: is. is it like the preferable hairstyle for her maybe not i mean i don't know but i feel like
0: i think it just gets a bad rap because of britney spears
1: maybe maybe and then
0: uh, demi lovato
1: I will say though, and one thing I get really jealous about is I feel like black women actually pull off the short hair fairly well.
0: Way better.
1: Yeah, no, they do a I really good job at look it. Look
0: good with it. Yeah,
1: no, it's I think it looks great. Like I think uh, what's her name, Lupita. Um, I think that she when she's had it short, I mean, just gorgeous. I mean, it's just beautiful. And honestly, I'd be kind of weird to see them with long hair because I think their features are just so. Wonderful that you kind of want the hair to be out of the way um, to kind of show off their features. That's just how I feel, though, with with black women with. With shorter hair, I think they pull it off incredibly well, for the most part. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Danae Guerra. I, I gotta, I'm not sure if I can say her name. Oh, right yeah, but She yeah. was Michonne in The Walking Dead, and then I mm-hmm. think she yep. was. Um, she was in Black Panther, right? Black Panther. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, she did a really great job. I mean, and she looked. That being said, her too. dreads in
0: The Walking Dead were fantastic. <laughs> um, I haven't
1: seen The Walking Dead, but, but I'll take your word for it. But she
0: pulled. She pulled. It, she, I mean, she can pull it off. Like it's. Yeah. It's a good hairstyle.
1: Yeah. No. So I mean.
0: And white chicks just kind of look just crazy
1: like, it just doesn't look good like i'm, I'm sorry to say it doesn't look good uh, yeah. but anyway chris rock made a joke will thought it was funny until jada side-eyed him it's like this isn't funny you know go embarrass yeah. yourself in front of everyone honey for me and so will and smith did he comply <laughs> oh boy did he comply and he slapped chris rock
0: during uh what what awards i don't even know what the awards were oscars no, oscars yeah great. for the
1: oscars uh, i think this is the second least watched oscars with 13 million views um anyway he gets up there slaps him and then yells profanities like don't mention
0: uh keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth yeah which blah, he repeats blah. exactly twice word right for word.
1: yeah um and so everyone's had a different opinion on this and even conservatives and most notably um i can say firsthand hand. Uh, liberals that think like how dare we talk about a woman making a joke at a woman of color's expense and I'm just like oh my gosh but of course these people at these award shows have no issue making fun of any conservative whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're Asian or Hispanic they have no issue doing that so one pretty hypocritical um, do I do I think that Will Smith should have slapped Chris, Chris Rock no, um, do I think Chris Rock did a really good job coming back from it oh my gosh yes like that would have made anyone freeze Uh, but he kind of kept going and I think what was more despicable was that when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock there is footage of Jada laughing at it um and so I think I think Matt Walsh actually brought this up and I thought it was a really good point because I followed some of the some stuff with the Smiths Uh, because their children are just so messed up and they're so messed up because of their open marriage situation.
0: Oh, that started out as infidelity. Yeah. Turned open marriage.
1: Right. That Jada Pinkett Smith is 100% a narcissist. Um, And I've looked at some of her stuff like the Red Table talk. I haven't watched those episodes really at all except for a couple. But it was pretty disgusting that her grandmother taught her how to self-pleasure herself at nine years old. Um. Yeah And then even With Jada Talking with Will Smith about her Affair with this young guy named August where he's like She's like I just want to clarify something I want to make clear that like August did not need your permission He only needed my permission so you don't matter Only I matter So I think A lot of people I think also Thought that Will Smith was kind of Like emasculated where it was like that slap was so much more than just him trying to defend his wife I think there was a lot of other things going on there of being in this open marriage that he probably doesn't really want because I don't know if he's the one really sleeping around at all seems like maybe Jada does more um just being like kind of humiliated in the press by his wife um I feel like this was kind of some of that anger like that repression I guess um, so there's been a lot of stupid takes on it. There's been some good takes on it. Um, it does, I think the bad takes on it just tells us where we are in society where they chalk it all down to racism. Like uh, Will Smith, this man who is making a crap ton of money <laughs> at this super fancy award show is somehow oppressed by white supremacy. The fact that they could stretch it so far.
0: Who took an end that because Chris Rock is also black and i think if we're gonna go by shades I, I think he's actually darker than will and jada
1: oh yeah for sure and that's that's the thing the left can't be consistent about it it's it's a black guy like it's a black dude like i don't understand like i don't know where this angle is coming from I want to say the washington post i want to say the washington post was the one that said something about this um i didn't care to look into it that much because it was stupid Um, But I have to look into which news article because I definitely saw it Um, and I was like, oh, this is weird because I don't get this. I think I even had someone that I talked to thinking that it was because of, you know, stuff like that. So it's not.
0: That's interesting. I didn't run into that one. Um, I think the one I ran into the most was, you know, what jokes are appropriate for comedians and. There are very few, if any, at this point, and even if I don't like it, I kind of just have, for me personally, I just have to accept that it's okay. Like, let the comedians tell jokes about whatever it is. As soon as you start labeling things as uh, as untouchable, that's when that's when we start having problems. And I think that's kind of where it started.
1: Well, that kind of gets into, like, a broader thing that I was thinking about. And actually, I know we promised we were going to stay on topic, but I've been thinking mm-hmm. about this for days, all right? Days. So I want to get your thoughts because I think it could actually be pretty controversial um, for, it's not really even like a liberal versus conservative thing. I think this is a touchy-feely thing. Okay. Where... You know, Chris Rock makes this joke about her head, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, let's clear up one thing because some people seem to think that she just overcame cancer or had a tumor or something. No, she has alopecia. She's been bald since 2018 when she shaved her head because of it.
1: Right. Yeah. So again, you know, that would be really unfortunate. Like I couldn't imagine losing all my hair, but at the same time, you have to like learn to be confident with it and... And take a joke. Now, I can understand if if she was actually kind of hurt by it. Like, I could see that. You're like, oh, someone just pointed out my bald head. Um, maybe talk to him about it later instead of mm-hmm. having your husband slap him. But whatever. But that's kind of the issue is that something so, not small, but something small like that suddenly turns into something huge. And, like, it deserves physical assault from another person. Right. <laughs> And it kind of goes into this whole thought about, like, we can't literally joke about anything. We can't make any jokes anymore about anything. And this is what, and here's where I'm going to. April Fool's Day is coming. April Fool's Day was a few days ago. Came and went. Yep. Yeah, came and went. And one of the things that I see a lot is people say pregnancy announcements are not a good April Fool's joke. How dare you? Mm -hmm. Because there's people, here's how many people struggle with infertility. Mm -hmm. Here's how many people deal with X, Y, and Z, right? And so I'm sympathetic, right? sympathetic but i see as as a whole with the culture is like you can't joke about anything because it could hurt somebody it could hurt somebody if you make this joke Mm -hmm. and so to me like with someone that has pcos and like i care about and i have friends that struggle with infertility it probably could be painful it would be painful here's this it would be painful to see anyone make a pregnancy announcement right Mm -hmm. that actually probably be more painful than maybe seeing a joke about it or something like that. Like, if, if we're gonna go all the way and say, you know, your happiness, or say that anything that has to do with this topic you can't talk about, then no one should post anything, right? No one can post anything about, um, like, let's just say, um, you know, marriage announcements are not a joke because two in five women get divorced. Like there's, there's almost a similar concept where I understand that what these women are saying and I sympathize deeply, but I'm concerned of the overall culture where we don't know how to handle our emotions in regards to what other people do. Mm -hmm. Does, Does that make sense? I want to actually get your thoughts on this because I'm not, I'm not looking for you to actually agree with me. I think you're fine to disagree with me. And I think that there's actually a good case not to but I'm getting really tired of everyone being so sensitive about everything. Like You can't joke about anything. It's like, well, great. Like what else, what can we joke about? There's nothing to joke about.
0: Yeah. I I think you'll find, uh, for me that I I don't know if it's surprising for you, but I am in complete agreement. Um, and this is something that I had to think about for a while because I didn't like growing up, uh, secular or, or any other comedians or people making fun of Christian values. Or, or Jesus, or God, or any of that. I didn't like it, because it's something I believed in, so it kind of hit personally, when it's like you're just ridiculing them for doing it. Um, or making fun of them, or maybe some of the ideas are outlandish, and some of them are outlandish, but you know that's kind of where the faith part comes in anyways. Uh, but it, you just don't like it because it's something, it's a part of you, it's something that, that you believe in. Um, I mean, those that's probably some of the more personal ones, but it's like, as, as I got older, realizing that yeah, I can just not like it, but I don't have to be upset that people are making those jokes.
1: Like it doesn't rule your life where no, if it someone doesn't. if someone can make a joke and I mean when when I think about like a pregnancy announcement, it's it's not necessarily making fun of people that have had infertility issues. I don't No, it's not directed at them. No, no, that'd be different if someone was doing that where like I could be like yeah, maybe that's kind of unfortunate a
0: little bit more twisted if they were making an infertility joke and then they and then they got pregnant i don't know there's 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 so many different ways that you could go about it and that it could hurt a different group of people and i think i've run to the conclusion where it's kind of a pill i had to swallow because i know that there's going to be humor and jokes and content that i don't like personally um, or i think is distasteful but i can't Te- I'm not going to tell people that they can't make those jokes. If you want to make Holocaust jokes, go for it. If you want to make jokes about transgenders or Christians or blacks or whites or Asians, it doesn't really matter at this point to me because I feel like if you start stopping even uh, even just a handful, you know we'll say we'll say no Holocaust. We'll say no no jokes about at the expense of black people and we'll say uh, no jokes about presidents. Because they we we should respect them and they're in a, in a high position of authority. As soon as you start with those three, it just escalates down from there, and you're going to end up banning a bunch more things, which is what we're seeing today. People saying that Chris uh, Tucker shouldn't have made that, um, or Chris Rock shouldn't have made that joke about Jada Pinkett's uh, head. Just like maybe it's distasteful. <laughs> you don't have to get up there and slap him. Although, guys, if you're going to defend your woman, please don't slap her. Please, well, punch
1: Will her. Smith laughed
0: yeah he he laughed
1: at the joke
0: he laughed she sneered he slapped and i don't (laughs) think you could get more of a definition of a cuck boy and no that's not a curse word it's just the definition of a guy who will just basically lay down and do anything for his woman um essentially he has no independence that is will smith that is what we saw right there in hollywood on top of that it kind of highlights just how sensitive and fragile hollywood is that it takes a joke for them to escalate to physical violence
1: and i feel like we're getting there as a society too where i'm like we'll get so easily offended or easily hurt Mm. by anything right especially if you live on a social media world like guess what you have a choice whether or not you want to be on that app seeing other people's opinions that's your choice You can decide if you want to get hurt by these things. You can't control other people. You can only control yourself. So even if someone makes an April Fool's joke about them being pregnant, if you're going to allow yourself to get so worked up about that, it tells me that maybe there's something, and I don't mean this in a mean way, actually. I mean this in a very sympathetic way of, Maybe you are you have such deep hurt that you haven't dealt with, whether it has to do with your like infertility or it has to do with how you feel about it. Let me give an example that's right, a, same same concept different thing, mm-hmm. where for me, I was single for a while. And whenever I would see everyone posting about how happy they were, no matter how fake it was or how real it was, I would get kind of offended. I'd get mm-hmm. kind of bitter. And I realized that regardless of whatever they're doing, whether they're putting on a fake front or not, whatever, there was a problem with me where it was like, there's something I had to work through. And I had some legitimate, some legitimate pain, some not legitimate stuff. There's like, you have to work through that yourself and you can't rely on other people to, to be like, okay, let me just rearrange my life so that it makes, or rearrange my humor, rearrange everything so that you're happy and not offended and not hurt by anything we don't live in that kind of world and my issue is when they're just saying you can't say any of these you can't do any of this it's like mm-hmm. who are you to say that like you can't th- then it kind of shuts everything down now it's like oh my gosh what if i do this i'm w-, it's like walking on digital eggshells about making any type of joke about anything um and that's that's where my issues started started to come in especially this April Fool's Day where I was like I don't know why I was so bothered by it this time around but I was and you're right like we should allow people to make those kind of jokes even if they're in somewhat bad taste Mm -hmm. Um, it's about having giving people the freedom and to stop self-censoring themselves all the time I think a good example of this was even like Gina Carano where she made a Holocaust comparison Mm -hmm. and Ben Shapiro came out and he's like listen I don't like Holocaust comparisons. He's like, <laughs> but, because I mean, if you don't know who Ben Shapiro is, he's Jewish. Uh, but he said, but, she has the right to make them, and I support that right. Um, and and I think there was even argument to say that that Holocaust comparison had some points to it. Yep. And so, regardless of whether or not he believed 100% what she was saying, he believed she had the right to say it, and he actually had brought her into his company to make a movie, right? It's that kind of thing. When I see people that disagree with me online, might boil my blood a little bit depending on what it is yes but at the same time i'm like they do have the right to say it so at least they're saying it so i can i can live with that
0: yeah i just i mean i purposely explained why i listen to a lot of bill Maher's content yeah um, as kind of the old guard of the uh, central left um for his criticisms of the right and you know sometimes i think that his criticisms are exaggerated and overblown and he does it for the 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 sake of his show but then at other points he has some fairly good criticisms
1: yeah we were watching a we were watching a clip before we um recorded today and i didn't agree with most of it but one thing i always learned was like okay even if you don't agree with the tone if you don't agree with mm-hmm. all the jokes see what could be true yep. and when i when i listened to it i i of it, I was like, I don't really think Bill Maher's that funny, to be honest. Um, But some of the stuff he put in there, I was like, yeah, I can see that for sure. I was like, yeah, totally. Um, And I think Bill Maher's one of the rare liberals that can make some good points um, without, you know, being totally trashing on conservatives, though, he did spend a good time doing that in that clip. But you, oh, you <laughs> didn't see, I
0: didn't start at the very beginning of the segment, but he even like kind of gave a warning. All <laughs> <Obviously laughs> like the warning. this whole next segment is going to be dedicated to basically trashing conservatives. So, all of you Republicans that are tuning in for my one statement a week that you agree with you should turn it off <laughs> yeah
1: no like, he's even, com- he even had a good he, humor there and yeah, i was like he you know even what? knew he even knew yeah
0: he knew what he knew what he was doing and i knew what it was gonna be and i was like ah oh, all right i'm gonna listen to it yeah anyway i would rather hear it come out of his mouth in what you know might i might perceive as a comedic tone or what is his comedic tone it may not be everybody's preferred one but I'd rather hear it from that than somebody that just bad mouths and trashes for the sake of trashing. Like, at least he's trying to put a fun spin on it. And that's where I think comedians are important to society is they point out culture and societal flaws and they try to do it in a funny way that'll make you laugh. But it also makes you think.
1: Yeah. And for Bill Maher, again, he didn't really make me laugh. There's only one joke. No, he's, he's
0: had, he, that wasn't as funny a segment for me, but he's definitely had some some funny segments
1: yeah he had like one joke that i thought was really funny like yeah the- Phi Busta kappa <laughs> uh, that was pretty Alpha funny Busta kappa. yeah because yeah, one of the really one of
0: the i don't know what she was running for but one of the republican nominees coming up is uh I, and i read the quote too something about like wanting to arm hot young girls with guns so that they can protect themselves i'm like this is kind of weird um but i mean just this I think comedians are important because they're they are essentially society's critique. Uh, That was part of the my understanding was the part of like the court jester back in the day of kings and queens. And it was kind of like the court jester is there to kind of make fun of everybody, uh, king himself included. And you just have to take it um, and and kind of self-reflect on it. I think one of the things that concerns me a lot with this control over what people can and can't say is not only are they trying to protect, you know, we'll say you and me, uh, from things that could potentially hurt us, you know, they're not, you know, they're trying to protect people that feel marginalized or in a certain group and they, and they deal with something that this other group that's making the joke doesn't They're they're trying to protect them at the same time. It's also keeping people from saying things. So it's kind of a double-edged sword here because a, you're walking on eggshells because you don't want to offend or potentially hurt someone, even if that's not in the attention. Um, but B, it's stopping people from going out and risking the chance of getting hurt. And hmm, that's, that's a important. Point. It's a it great is point. important to go out there and you have to learn those things because if you don't encounter any of that, then you end up like Will Smith, who just outbursts, reacts, and slaps. And I mean, we can, there's probably other instances that we could reference, but it's just you're just internalizing all of this. And the minute something comes out that's slightly offensive and you've never heard anything that could potentially hurt your feelings in that way before, um, you got really thin skin. And that's just not the way that the world works. It is not out there to make you feel comfortable. It's not out there to give you a nice uh, padded room to grow up in, It's, it's rough. And if you can't survive in that, if you can't survive out in the wild per se, just how, how are you gonna make it in life? And uh, overall, it's just creating a really soft society.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a feeling feeling based society where you have to. It's relative feeling society where they expect everyone to be sensitive towards their emotions. But it's difficult when everyone has a different standard mm-hmm. of what's true in their feelings. Right. And, and what happens is that you can't actually make anyone feel better because you're going to make someone else feel better at the expense of someone else and, and so on and so on and and it just it's not sustainable where we have to have I think we have to have obviously some level of objective truth we have to have some kind of foundation and secondly it's like you said but kind of the opposite of like we need to have a thicker a little bit of a thicker skin mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't if you can't deal with seeing a joke um, even Honestly, I, I, even I think, if I think it's what's
0: important there is that it's a, it's it's meant to be a joke and it's not out there to harm you. Yeah, somebody can take whatever their point is and actually direct it at you to harm you. And that's those a words will be more cutting.
1: Sure, and I think that's that's different. I think you've made a good distinction between if I am maliciously making fun of you, Connor. Mm-hmm. I think you have two choices. One, you can you can confront me on it and try to talk about it. But if I absolutely just refuse and I'm just like, no, I'm going to keep maliciously attacking you or no, I'm just standing by everything that I've said to hurt you, you have a choice to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to let this affect me. Then. Like, it's my choice. Jordan won't do anything about it. Now I have the choice mm-hmm. of what I'm going to do. It's kind of the same thing when you see something that offends you or that makes you feel hurt or reminds you of hurt. You have to make a choice. Yep. You have to make a choice. And I'm so sorry and I know I know I'm getting I'm I honestly think I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this for everything I've just said, and you and I have said in the last twenty minutes uh, <laughs> by regardless of political affiliation um, because I know fertility is a really sensitive subject, and people won't believe me, but it's a sensitive subject for myself um, and something that I think about fairly often. And there was I remember there was a point where I had to come to terms with, okay, well, you know, maybe. Maybe, you know, won't have kids. I don't know. I don't know. And leave it to God and just not let everyone's mention of children or relationship or anything like Mm -hmm. that, like bother me a ton. Like it has to be my choice at the end of the day, regardless of that other person's actions that aren't even directed towards me. Yeah, no, That's that's good good practice for the day
0: that somebody is malicious and says, I'm glad you're infertile because you shouldn't have children. I mean, just, that would be,
1: that hurt. Yeah,
0: that would hurt. That
1: would hurt. That
0: would hurt a lot more if you weren't exposed to everything else before because everybody was censored. And then you meet somebody in the real world who's just downright nasty to you. Right. And doesn't have any care at all. And it's just like people, people doing it as a joke or just as a, News that they're gonna have a baby because it is good news.
1: It's wonderful news. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, they're not. They're not out there to hurt you, and maybe they're out there to you know. Maybe it's maybe it's one of the fake ones where it's like, oh my god, we're pregnant. Uh, no, we're not. We're just you know, it's just joking. Got a rise out of you, but all of that is a lot easier to swallow than when somebody really takes that point and just digs it into your skin.
1: Right, and that would just that would just hurt, and and you're, yeah, I mean you're you're right. You're right. I mean, there's. I mean, I don't have really much more to more to say on it, because if I say any more, I'll get more flack. <laughs> I get more so, flack than we already are. I know, because this one, fertility is just such a sensitive topic, and
0: yeah. I mean, I think the point, the biggest point we can take from this is that at least for you and me, we're willing to accept the fact that other people can say things that are going to hurt, offend. Uh, you know things that we aren't going to find funny like they can say and other people could find funny and we have to be okay with that because chances are you make your way around and pretty soon the tables will be turned and we're going to find something that's funny that they don't find funny and it's just the way that life is and you should just be able to to take it and and move on with it yeah especially when it's not directed at you
1: right and again it's kind of what i said if there is something that if chances are if you're really sensitive about something there is something that you there's something that's going on within you that you need to figure out and i don't mm-hmm. mean that in a mean way it's like it's good for you to figure that out it's mm-hmm. good for you um and i could give you a couple different examples of that but i don't think i i don't think i will because uh, i've already given one personal example and then there's another one that i'm thinking of but i don't think that would be a i don't think that'd be appropriate for the air so we won't That's all good. Yeah.
0: Speaking of sensitive topics and people that are overly sensitive to it, Florida's got an interesting bill that's been nicknamed. Do tell. Nicknamed. It is not the official name. It is nicknamed the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Don't say gay. And I think I I saw a post from Babylon B that kind of sums it all up. Uh, They basically just said something to the effect of teachers who promise they're not talking to your young children about uh, sexual sexual things or sexual content uh really angry that they can't talk to your young children about About, the (laughs) adult sexual
1: yes um (laughs) like
0: oh that sums it up perfectly
1: right well you know if you go i think i went to um an article by the washington post um and i could be wrong here but i'm scanning it um and They're talking about the, hang on, I need to go back to the title. Sorry. Oh, good. Uh, So the the Washington Post article says, uh, Florida's law limiting LGBTQ plus discussion in schools explained. Um, Now here's the thing that I find very interesting about this article. It's what's not in the article. What's not in the article is a link to the bill itself. So this is about, this this article is about explaining what's in the bill. You know what's really good at explaining what's in the bill? The bill. The bill, yes. The bill is not that complicated to read. Um, And, you know, Florida, listen, they make it easy for you. Not only do they have the PDF of the bill, but they also have a summary of the bill that you can look at if you want something shorter that tells you about what this bill is. Is talking about.
0: How long is the bill, by the way?
1: The bill is seven pages long. Short read, very short read. And
0: what is the official name of this bill?
1: Parental Rights in Education. This is the HB 1557 bill. And from the summary here, it says the bill reinforces a parent's fundamental right to make decisions regarding the care and upbringing of his or her child in the public school setting. The bill requires each district school board to adopt procedures for notifying a student's parent if there is a change in services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. All procedures adopted under the bill must require school district personnel to encourage a student to discuss issues related to his or her well-being with his or her parent. The bill prohibits a school district from maintaining procedures that require school district personnel to withhold from a parent or encourage a student to withhold information related to a student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. School district procedures may authorize school district personnel to withhold information only for a reasonable belief that disclosure would subject the student to abuse, abandonment, or neglect the bill prohibits classroom instruction this is the part that makes the left mad the bill prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students what's your issue with the bill what from what you've just read only the nickname (laughs) like if you're a parent right put yourself in those shoes connor if you're a parent does any of this sound bad to you? They're, they're letting you know everything that's going on with your child. You get to know what they're learning. There's also the parent uh, bill of rights. Um, there's also the, the bill of rights or excuse me, parental rights bill um, that the Senate, Florida Senate passed in July of 2021 that basically said, hey, we're just going to inform you about you can't give our student a questionnaire on something without the, the parents seeing it first. Mm-hmm. What is wrong about this? I don't understand what the big deal is.
0: I've got nothing for it. Um, it and it, the thing is, is it's not prohibiting how somebody gets to parent. The, the, the questionnaire could be all about the kid's gender identity and they make sure that they check with the parents and one parent will say yes, it can have that quiz and the others could say no. And it's just providing more control back to the parents, which I think is a good idea considering the increased amount of control from the schools has resulted in many of the idiots that we have in the country today.
1: Right, if you like watch any like the TikToks of the liberal uh teachers, it's like grooming. Like it's it's really horrible where the things that they're talking about, like I have this there's one TikTok of this lady's like I have a twos clack and we talk about gender, we talk about consent, you know, we talk about sex. It's like, oh my gosh, the kids are freaking like that's what groomers do. Um there was this uh conservative that I listened to. She she took up a psychology today article that talked about um the signs that a child is being groomed. Like here that this is a psychology today is not a conservative source. Mm-hmm. It is not a conservative source. I can't stress this enough. And every bullet point on there. I'd say if I looked at it, it was about 40 to fifty percent of those bullets were marked with the things that the leftists are, are trying school. to do. Oh yes. So like it's craziness. Um, there's, and you know people are upset or excuse me, far leftists are upset that you're not allowing them to groom your children. You're and, and, and this is very specific. I don't the only issue I have with this bill is I don't think it's I don't think grade three is high enough. I don't think it's high enough. I think it should be K through twelve. That they should not be um, instructed on gender identity in kindergarten.
0: Yeah, we're talking about ages like five through eight.
1: Yes, five through through eight. That's correct. Yep, five through eight. And they're upset that they can't talk to your five-year-old about sex.
0: They haven't even hit puberty at this point.
1: Most kids don't even know. Like they don't care. They're kids. They're kids. Why are you trying to talk to them about it? Living
0: life. And unfortunately, learning about math and English. But, you know, they kind of have to do that.
1: <laughs> yes, that I that is important, Connor. I, I
0: feel... It, why schools ever even were tasked with the ability to start teaching this to children, I don't understand. Um, I can understand on, like, maybe a specific household level where you have parents that are just really creeped out by sex and sleep in different beds, and they just don't know how to talk to their kids about it because they're awkward about it. Well, I mean, they kind of just need to step up and... And take charge of that and I, I feel like if the schools want to do some educational things to help with that on the household level then maybe there should be some special conferences for parents to figure out a way to talk to their kids about it because some parents naturally are just not good at talking about it I've had friends whose parents didn't talk to them about it so they found out from other kids or from school and at this point I don't think that it's appropriate for schools to be teaching any of the content
1: yeah it's common. What's you're saying is common anything sense. Out,
0: anything outside of like uh, a scientific reference. Like it's probably important that they know how humans are, are reproduced. Um, yeah. And that's, I would say but like, from a scientific yeah. level. not yeah, a, Agreed. Here, agreed. you should go out and explore. Here's how you can do it safely. Not a fan. And you know, the thing is, if they did have some sort of an educational, we'll say lecture and parents got to come in, parents could come and you know, Choose what they want to take from it, what they don't want to take from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made there. Don't completely, um, don't completely disagree. Um, and I think what you're saying is just common sense. It's just common sense where it's like, yeah, of course we want the rights to be able to do this. But I think what's scarier is that there's a movement to not do this and to groom your children. And I think what Disney did was incredibly scary where they said the quiet part out loud. Like finally they're saying the quiet part out loud, which I really appreciate. So that parents can wake up and go, oh, they are trying to indoctrinate my children. What
0: what was it exactly that Disney said?
1: Um, So there was a meeting that came out, like a web meeting that came out for like one of the CEOs. um, Where she said that um, her... She had a transgender child and a pansexual child. I don't, excuse me, I don't know 100% what that means, but they're trying like make 50% of like all Disney characters like queer was one of their things. Yes, that's right. Mm
0: -hmm. They did say that.
1: They did. There's a couple different clips of like, yeah, no one stops me. I just make these characters and and do what I want. And so you have people up there that are trying to indoctrinate kids, they took out gendered language at the theme parks of saying, you know, you know, welcome boys and girls or something like that, prince and princesses. You know, they're not allowed to say that. They're just supposed mm-hmm. to say dreamers of all ages. Um, so pretty, pretty scary stuff.
0: I think they should drop the all ages part. Dreamers? No, the all ages part.
1: Dreamers of?
0: Yeah, just dreamers. Streamers under twelve. <laughs> I, it, it, this was a weird experience. So we got to got to go to Flor- uh, to uh, Disney World in Orlando. Um, if I've got that right, cause I'm pretty sure Disneyland's California. But uh, so they did actually. No, I feel like they would have to repeal this rule. Uh, they did make a rule that you know if you're over a certain age, you can't come dressed up as a princess because it's not for you. It's for the kids and any any adults wearing. It's usually princesses. I'm sorry. There's just not a lot of guys coming in dressed up as Prince Charming. Um, but any of them that are wearing like these outfits is like this place isn't for you. You don't get to Seems dress a up little like this. Ageist, you don't need you to think? wear. I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of their rule. And here they are, dreamers of all age. I'm like, well, now you got to let all of them. <laughs> and we did see some, like while I was there. And I, I don't know if they got removed by se- by security, but like coming in dressed up completely like. Belle or Cinderella and Snow White. There was like three. Was, I think it was three women. They were all easily over 20. Although that's hard to tell these days with makeup. <laughs> um, yeah. But these people that were just clearly, this is this is a kids theme park. This is where the adults come to blow a bunch of money on useless trinkets. Um, you know, sorry for everybody out there that loves Disney World and Disneyland. I don't understand paying exorbitant fees to get into a park to, sp- to spend even more money on trinkets that you could get online um it's a it's like a massive gift shop basically at least the 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 magic kingdom in in florida was like that
1: gotcha i've never been i've only been to epcot and that's it that's
0: probably cooler to be honest um, i mean no, i guess i think is, is what fine. you're going there for if you're going there to shop for knickknacks which you could do online um i mean i went on like
1: the roller coaster and i don't remember a lot of it because i was so young um but i do remember the roller coasters i don't remember like mom and dad like getting us like a bunch of stuff um i'm sure they got us like a couple little things but nothing that's like oh here get whatever you want yeah well it's also (laughs) got the disney price tag
0: on it while you're there i know that uh my wife when she we were shopping around she found a shirt she's like i really like the shirt i want to get it i'm like okay cool well, she's smart so she looked online, found it for like 10 15 bucks cheaper from the Disney website. And it was like, oh, so this is just a pr- is extra just a, price yeah, tag. Yeah, this is up this is, the, this is yeah. the Disney upcharge tax. Um right. But I, I I'm I'm curious what they're going to do if it's Dreamers of All Ages. <laughs> Got to let all the adults come in there. You got you to gotta let Jerry from his mom's basement the weighs 300 pounds dress up in his snow white costume that's, that's because right. he's a dreamer and yeah. he is an age. And you said all ages.
1: That's, that's true. A very interesting point there. Um, but the good news, there is some good news involved. Um, I do think that people are waking up. I wish they would wake up faster, but they are waking up. It uh, looks like Daily Wire is killing the game these days. Um, and they're now coming out with new content for kids, which... To be honest with you, I'm pretty dang excited about where I'm like, is there, I think that are coming out in like spring 2023. And here's the thing, like if I like think about yourself too, Connor, like you and I five, 10 years from now, we're having kids mm-hmm. and we have a conservative outlet that's already making kids content that, you know, we can actually let our kids look at like that would be pretty cool because at this point, most of the stuff that I see for kids is just garbage. Um, there was even like a clip of Nickelodeon where this, I think it's a boy that's been led to believe that he's a girl, um, talking about how great it is to be in the trans community. And it's pretty sad. Um, so you can't really let your kids watch a ton of things. Uh, so to be able to potentially have options for kids that aren't going to indoctrinate them. mm mm-hmm is really great i mean there's my kids would watch veggie tales too still like the old ones
0: yeah i guess for me my I, I will i will have to wait and see what the daily wire can put out because i grew up and you've partially grown up but i really grew up in the era of these low budget christian or just conservative media publishers that would come out with whatever animated movie they had or realistic movie, and they just suck. Like, the acting is subpar. Like, it's not even TV show quality. Yeah, agreed. The effects, the writing, all of it's dumbed down, and it just looks awful. I'm like, you know what? We'd be better off if this just wasn't here.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree where I think what's interesting, I've watched most of the town hall. Not most of it. I'm lying to you. I lied to you. I watched some clips of it because I don't have time for 45 minutes to watch Jeremy Boring talk on and on, but the parts that I did watch, he actually talked to that exact concern of like, we're not trying to like, and I think it's what they do in some of their movies, like we're not trying to make these overtly conservative or overtly um, Christian, mm-hmm. but they are going to have values like that. yeah, And they're underlying values. Um, I think the idea of... Run, Hide, Fight was one of their films on a school Mm -hmm. shooting, which I found to be very interesting just because of what happened here uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, But I thought it was really cool that they would even take on that project, but it's violent. It's full of swears. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is not anything a Christian conservative would come out with. Um, And so they're already proving with their adults' content that they're able to do the same with kids' content. Not the swearing in the kids' content. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the idea that uh, you can have good values without making it overtly horrible. And I think they actually took on some of the people that worked on VeggieTales. I think the old ones, I hope. Um, So I am with you. We'll see what that content is. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it should be better than whatever the heck Disney and Nickelodeon are putting out. I think I'm good enough. I feel confident enough to say that. How much better? I'm not sure. And yeah, so it'll be time will tell. Uh,
0: Nickelodeon and Disney Cartoon Network already kind of have subpar cartoons for the most part uh, these days for for children. They just they really like whatever we grew up on in the '90s. Uh, it. it they just didn't get better. They kind of went down. Every now and then they'd kind of have a show that was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I think Gravity Falls was one of them. I think that was Disney. Uh, but it's like compelling, compelling story. It was actually complicated and interesting and could keep people's attention. I can sit there and watch it. and I'm like, oh, this is actually interesting. And a lot of them just turn into really dumb humor type ones.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Un- unfortunately. That's unfortunate, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, fairly, really, really good stuff, I guess, in that regard. Even my sister, who's a non, started off very non political has become more political not because she's a political person like she's getting tired of being called racist all the time and and so she got a daily wire subscription and she's my sister's older than me by the way and she's like jordan i can't wait for uh, doodles with noodles it's a show that they're gonna make <laughs> in the spring and she's more excited about the kids content okay. than the and the actual uh the actual adult content but i thought that was funny and uh we'll
0: we'll see what they can put out there and you know we yeah. can post the bill to our to our social media as well if you guys can take 20 minutes to go read through a seven page bill it's not even spaced like a college paper it's actually a pretty quick read
1: yeah no you can actually if you actually read it it's very straightforward it's very easy to understand um if you know basic english it should be fine um it's not what people are making it out to be. It's only um, it's only
0: about six and a half pages of actual text because the last one doesn't even get to the bottom.
1: True. Yep, you're right. It doesn't. Um but it's nice to see some uh cool Republicans out there. Um, like Ron DeSantis. I am a fangirl. It's one hundred percent true. Haven't found anything that I dislike about him yet. Um, Trump found a lot of things I dislike. DeSantis mm-hmm. really hope that he runs. But of course, there are some Republicans that are not always the best. Um, mm. And some people have a Republican tribalism where everything that Republicans do is just is just covered in gold. It's it's just beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest mistake I've I ever made as far as uh, politics go was the idea of just if I don't know who, you know who I'm voting for, then I'll just I'll just vote for the Republican. I'll just vote red. Right. Big mistake. I wonder how many people I've put a vote in for that I really, genuinely would have preferred the other candidate over them uh, at this point.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's true. I think I'd like to admit a mistake. I'd like to admit a mistake. Yeah, On no, air definitely today. definitely
0: a mistake for me to just be like, all right, I just vote all red. Like, that's fine.
1: Yeah, no, I've done the same. Definitely done the same. Um, I think I probably did it. I did it with both elections, but 2016 definitely more just because I didn't understand politics quite as well as I understand them now, and even then I still have a lot to figure out about politics, but I would like to admit a mistake. I'd like to admit a mistake where I might have misjudged. Um, there was, well there still is, a House representative named Madison Cawthorn. Um, he's from North Carolina, and Originally, I was really getting a lot of support for him. And part of it was because it was kind of interesting because he was the youngest house member, I think, ever um, in history, I believe. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'd also met Cawthorn before. Um, I met him before he was ever in politics. He came and he shared his testimony. Um, he came and shared his testimony at the church I used to go to. And this was in like 2000. Um, in 15, maybe, when he came and spoke, Um, but if you don't know anything about Madison Cawthorn, uh, he was in a car accident and is paralyzed uh, from the waist down. Um, But he's a very good looking man. Uh, He's very charming, uh, very easy to talk to. I talked to him for a very, very short amount of time. And while he was running in 2020, there were allegations of sexual misconduct and harassment and when I first looked at them, probably like last year, I was like, "There's just no way that this can be accurate." I was like, there's no way, like, he's claiming to be a Christian, all this stuff, and it's from like BuzzFeed. Well, you think BuzzFeed are just like, "Ugh,", You're like, Ugh they can't come out with anything good.
0: Well, but- I mean, think about it. The, the the way we're approaching this is with the really bad taste left in our mouth from uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Sure. Yeah. Coming in and just how sure. you know, he was hounded and hounded over something that his accuser couldn't accurately remember or place and had other testimony from people supposedly at that party or who actually were at a party and said that those people weren't there.
1: Absolutely. So I think maybe I would believe them more. Again, it's like the boy who cried wolf. It's like, if you just keep making false allegations when there's one that might be true, we're like, "Eh." yeah.
0: Now we've got at least two candidates that me and Jordan had pegged for today that are notably of concern.
1: Yeah. And so... With Madison Cawthorn, I looked through this article, I think I read most of it um, quite a few months ago, but I went through it again, where it's just undeniable at this point. Um, Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. Sweet, sorry. Mm -hmm. Connor, okay. was, Connor you, was telling You can me just
0: move in closer to it. You don't even have to stop your roll, your, role, your <laughs> no, flow. Just keep going. Just no, move up to the mic a bit no, more.
1: No, I just I want people to know that if I'm far away, I don't mean to. I don't mean Mistake to Mistake number you. two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that you can hear me better. Um, he basically uh, seemed, from what I'm seeing... Um, Uh, Allegations include calling them derogatory names in public in front of their peers, including calling one woman slutty, asking them inappropriate questions about their sex lives, grabbing their thighs, forcing them to sit in his lap, and kissing and touching them without their consent. And this was when he was at a Christian university. Now, it's not a Brett Kavanaugh... Yeah, it's not a thing with Brett Kavanaugh where it's just one person. There seems like there are quite a few women... That have come out and said something, and so I was like, ah, okay, so it's
0: more like a built cause.
1: <sighs> yeah, so I was like, okay, maybe these people are just jaded liberals that want to bring him down, right? I was like, okay, let me look at that, and so one of them is definitely a liberal now. <laughs> um, I think the name is Caitlin Coulter, and then there's another one. In that being here. said,
0: if that's your experience with a conservative Christian guy, it might make you go liberal.
1: <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Um, and then I see another. Um, allegation from a current republican intern at capitol hill so this is not a liberal this is a republican um and they're not partisan
0: accusations everyone
1: yeah and so um it seems like he also has a car he has a has a i think it's a challenger a nice sports car whatever it is where he'd take them on joy rides and do all this stuff but what <laughs> nice, nice, nice is debatable okay nice on a general he
0: has a car
1: nicer than a civic you know hey hey baby wanna <laughs> take a ride in my uh, prius nice <laughs> you want to come in my prius <laughs> my my sports prius yeah it wasn't quite like that um and so it seems like you can read through the whole article um for yourself it's on buzzfeednews.com and it just, just look up madison Cawthorn allegations and you should get enough so I was like okay I was like this is interesting um it's pretty thick and you have to make up a lot of stuff in order to get to this kind of story and so sadly it looks pretty credible and that he's kind of a reckless driver and then so I was like okay well let's just I kind of forgot about for a little bit and then I think it wasn't too too long ago um and this was yeah no this was a few weeks ago where he was charged uh, over a revoked license. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: so, according to a report from the Asheville Citizen Times, a 26-year-old congressman was pulled over in Cleveland County, North Carolina, mid-morning on March 3rd after his 2019 Toyota truck crossed the center line. Trooper Tyler Gant cited the representative for driving with a revoked license. Uh, Cawthorn was very polite and cooperative, the trooper noted in his citation. Um, his first name is actually David, believe it or not, um, David Madison Cawthord. Uh, so he was driving with a revoked license, which is like, OK, that's that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like a good thing there as well. And yeah. then it doesn't end there with him, uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, I was in his corner. I was hoping I was like, because, you know, people change, right? People change. And they can become better. And maybe he has gotten better in that regard. But he did get married last year. And then before he made it, even to his first year anniversary, he and his wife separated. Um, so he, he didn't even make it to a year uh, in his marriage to his wife. I don't know if they're separated or divorced at this point. Um, but he didn't even make it there. And so another thing, too, that's really important that what's happened is that Jonathan Cawthorn made some pretty big claims about lawmakers. <laughs> having no orgies and drug use um,
0: not that I doubt that but
1: right he said um, this is according to the Daily Wire that so Representative Madison Cawthorn allegedly admitted to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy during a meeting on Wednesday that his claims that senior lawmakers have used cocaine in front of him and that they have invited him to their homes for orgies are not true and this is exactly um, his words he said uh, by his original th- by his original claim he said quote then all of a sudden you get invited we're going to have a sexual get-together at one of our homes you should come why did you ask me to co- what did you ask me to come to and then you realize that you're they're asking you to come to an orgy um he, he said this out any evidence he said you watch them do a bump of cocaine right in front of you and it's like this is wild and so he's he now came up to Kevin McCarthy and allegedly said that he was exaggerating. Uh, or he said that it wasn't true when Republicans started to pressure him to name names. They're like, hey, name these names. Tell us who's doing this. Um, we would like to know. Um, and so that's concerning. That's concerning to me. Uh, and then I think Madison uh, Cawthorn is rerunning. But I think he's actually there is a republican that is trying to run against him his name is chuck edwards and he is a member of the north carolina state senate uh this has been since 2016 so he is challenging Cawthorne. and so this is where it gets tricky where it's like if this other guy checks out and you're in cawthorn's district i'd probably vote for i'd probably vote for edwards to be honest um, but Madison's track record, noticing that his personal life is almost starting to bleed into his professional life, where he's willing to lie mm-hmm. about something, and for what reason? For what? Why did he choose to lie? Or if he was telling the truth, what made him choose to back down and then, as a result, lie again? That exactly. they weren't true. Like uh, both ways, it doesn't look very good. No, I
0: don't think there's a good spin that you can put on this, from making false allegations to backing down from true allegations.
1: Y- yeah agreed so
0: basically i don't trust him
1: yeah and honestly it kind of disappoints me because he he was like a young upcoming leader one of again i think the youngest house of representatives you know came from north carolina were proud um but if you're gonna be like this, no, not quite mm-hmm. as proud, um, not quite as happy about that. Would rather have somebody else with better, with better character. And he couldn't even keep his marriage together. Which, to be fair, Trump has been married many times. It feels yes. like so twice.
0: Well, Melania might be third.
1: Um, actually, let me see how many wives he's third. had. Hang on, let me check. I think third is correct, but let me check.
0: And this how is not many? a dig on people who can't make their marriage work out it's it's more of a dig on somebody who was potentially abusive or however else, he's, yeah, however else he's handling himself in it that yeah. made them yeah uh, get into it and it's not to say that people that get divorced can't be in these positions it's more about has he changed and considering <laughs> yeah. he's making foundless allegations potentially. Or correct allegations and now backing off of them it's just it's a different problem for his reputation
1: yeah and i think that he's kind of i don't think he's really addressed these sexual allegations i think it'd be one thing i don't think that any every like bad thing that you do has to necessarily bring you down i just i would like some honesty he's like you know what i messed up i really screwed up here this was I've talked to these people I've sought forgiveness this is not a lifestyle that I live in now of course in politics you can't really do that and it Mm -hmm. works out but honesty above all things especially if these kind of allegations are coming out you kind of have to own up I feel like the right thing to do if he claims to be this Christian person is to kind of own up to them be like yeah I really made (laughs) I really made some mistakes here and I was lost and I was trying to find my way um, and I'm sorry Mm -hmm. I would accept that i would honestly accept that i'd be like yeah we've all made mistakes okay but in this case i think he's denied them um so i'm not getting good vibes off of him i want to have good vibes i'm trying but i can't and that's unfortunate because i have heard him speak and he's very charismatic and i can see why a lot of people would follow him including myself um so it's just kind of unfortunate
0: No, it really is. And unfortunately, running uh, uh, right along with him, we have Eric Greitens, who's the former Missouri governor who resigned amid multiple scandals, is now set to run for Senate. And uh, NBC News actually has probably the best and quickest breakdown here, Um, but I'll get through some of their key paragraphs. Former Missouri Republican Governor Eric Greitens, who resigned in 2018 amid sexual misconduct and campaign finance allegations, announced Monday that he's running for Senate next year. Framing himself as a fighter and stalwart backer of former President Donald Trump, Greitens unveiled this new campaign during an interview on Fox News. He played up his time as a Navy SEAL and in the governor's mansion while discrediting the allegations that prompted him to resign. Um, I don't really care that this uh, Ben Commissar... If I'm reading that right, uh, who wrote the article? You know, he basically, labels it. He's playing it up as a Navy SEAL. His time as a Navy SEAL. That's kind of more of his opinion. He talked about his Navy SEAL. He talked yeah. about his career as a Navy SEAL. Sure, uh, it's up to it's up to people's opinions on how they interpret it. Um, but from what he said, uh, Eric said, I was honored to serve people of Missouri as their governor. We took on the establishment, killed politicians' pay raise, we ended a corrupt tax credit program. And when Antifa came to Missouri, we stood side by side with police officers and we were able to restore law and order and defeat Antifa. Mm. Great. All good things. Most of us would probably agree there. Sure. Um, he was once seen as one of the republican party's like rising stars grighton's won the governor's mansion in 2016 election by leaning on his appeal as an outsider and a veteran but about a year into that term his reputation was rocked by mounting scandals a woman who grighton subsequently admitted to having an extramarital affair with accused him of taking a nude photograph of her without her consent and told state house investigators that he assaulted her Prosecutors initially charged him with the felony invasion of privacy charge related to the episode, but mm. that charge was dropped. Greitens was also accused of campaign finance impropriety. around the same time. He was charged related to that investigation, but that was also dropped. In a 2020 agreement between his campaign and the Missouri Ethics Commission Board, both sides agreed that there was evidence that the campaign committed violence or violations, but that there was no evidence of wrongdoing on the part of Eric Greitens. Um, so he's got a whole past year of things that were brought up, and then he resigned over them, but then the charges were dropped. And it's not like charges were ever unfairly dropped when, for a politician or anybody in power.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's really It that kind of bugs me.
0: Yeah, so this this kind of remains to be a, a was justice ever done type of deal.
1: No, and he sh- no one should vote for him. But
0: considering he resigned, it makes me think that it was probably legit. And then if if well, we could cruel. actually if we could actually believe in the in our justice system, then you would think oh it must have not the evidence must not have been good enough because no, it well, was dropped.
1: Well, think about what Cuomo like think about Cuomo too. Like he kind of. Um, he kind of resigned before he could be taken out that way so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah he was a little bit smarter on his feet there
1: yeah i mean definitely and he's uh he's probably gonna for cuomo at least he's trying to get enough space and time in between it that he can try to revive his political career which would be really unfortunate but yeah that's that guy sounds like a total piece of work um and I think for any reasonable conservative, if you're not, you know, super tribalistic, you know, you condemn those kind of things pretty quickly and not just condemn them with words, but hopefully with actions too. It's like, well, if there's someone better to vote for, um, you know, look at your candidates. I think it's what you said, um, Connor. It's got to, You got to do your research and kind of see who's out there. Yeah, it's it's work.
0: It is a lot of work, and you know what? You just can't take people's words for it. Don't take my words for it. Don't take Jordan's words for it. You have to go and take a look at these things yourself. And mm-hmm. you know what? Laziness in this area just gets us people like AOC and anybody else. I mean, I mean, this guy did. This guy already ran. Eric already ran and yeah. was running for uh, a couple of years before mm-hmm. he finally resigned. I, that's how people like that get in power. And then who was that one I we talked about on another podcast there was like a, a transgender uh satanist activist oh, or something. Yeah, that was super weird. They got elected because well, no, the No, he didn't get elected. Oh, that's right. well they didn't got got to the primary at least. Yeah. Uh and became one of the official candidates because the these dumbasses in the state just are like, ah, oh, they're, they're 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 Republican. Red yeah granted i'm pointing myself out here because in sure, the past same. i would have just voted red ticket all the way i didn't yeah. live in that state so luckily i could say that wasn't me that did that <laughs> but yes. that's the type of stuff that will get through if right. people just are tribalist and just vote for their color
1: yep agreed agreed i think we covered some great topics today um and i'm sure we'll have more to cover uh, i think We've definitely been a little MIA lately because schedules have been scheduled, but it's actually been good because it's let us have a little bit of time to just see how Russia and Ukraine unfolds because there's a lot of stuff going on mm. with that and it's hard to keep up with all of it. Um, so I'm sure we'll cover that in a future episode, hopefully a episode in the near future. Um, is there anything else? that we Um, need to say because I was going to end us off but
0: you will probably start seeing some advertisements and by some probably just the very few that we approve Um, we've been approved by uh, anchor who is our platform to distribute uh, this podcast and we've been approved by them to start using sponsored segments so we will have some customized ads that will be showing up here and there um, that kind of help alleviate the cost of well driving for Jordan because <laughs> gas prices have soarn. Um, <laughs> have they? Just a bit. Didn't notice. It's actually good about five minutes south of here. It is legitimately 20 to 30 cents cheaper uh, oh, just dang. past the border. Yeah. So you That's should sell r- it before you go. Um, but yeah, you guys get ready to see some of those. Um, we'll make them as fun and tasteful as we can and not boring. Um, but we decided that it, we also had a chance to just put in other advertisements, not ones that we could choose, just what whoever is advertising with uh with Spotify and Anchor. And I, I think we've ultimately decided we're not going to because we don't know what type of advertisements would be showing up. And we're not looking to, to sell out for any of the the big corporations or the anybody with a political agenda or values that are in direct contrast with ours. Because it could just it could be a little bit weird, you know? Um, yep. so we're staying away from those. We're also looking at potentially introducing a more condensed format where we focus on uh, a story or two and just kind of lay them out in smaller segments this would help us to release more uh more segments more more sessions frequently and Mm -hmm. it might also well it'll it'll keep our time a little bit shorter because we know that we're only one of probably very many podcasts that you guys listens to and there are people and podcasts that have discussions that need to be heard Um, these are just our thoughts and we would love to know your thoughts find us uh, on social media facebook and instagram um, primarily if you'd like to get in touch with us and other than that i think that's about it
1: yeah no thanks for your support always appreciate it
0: yeah we will see you guys again next time